You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thank you so much for hanging out and talking here on the podcast today. This is exactly what the podcast is here for today. Because... When Mitch Rosen came to me with the idea of, why don't you do a podcast every day? I thought, well, what are we going to do? To Are we just going to do stuff that we were doing on the show? What I love about it is that it offers me an opportunity to do stuff that I didn't do on the show. And today is a perfect test case of what I'm talking about. Obviously, I am someone who is interested in the official signing of Dallas Keuchel and hearing what the White Sox have to say about what they've done over the last week or so. I'm on vacation. You probably took a break, too, during Christmas, all of that stuff. And meanwhile, the White Sox went out and made some moves. They added Dallas Keuchel. They added Edwin Encarnacion. And they 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 added Gio Gonzalez, which is kind of the first thing. We were all like, oh, yeah, that's nice. But it needed to be added to something else. And the Keiko move is right there. Like, that was the other part that was missing from their offseason because it just, it looked like their their rotation was a little bit lopsided where you had a guy who pitched like a one in Lucas Giolito and then a bunch of fours and, and guys that you're hoping return from injuries to be you don't even know what they're going to be. I, I would imagine that Michael Kopech is going to be on an innings limit. And if you're in what you think is a window where you're going to compete, you needed to have actual arms out there to do that. So I'm so happy that they went out and got Dallas Keiko. He was one of the two guys that I was hoping that they would get. The other was uh, Hin Jin Ryu. The White Sox still say that they have uh, that, that they're still open for business and they still got some money to spend, but it was nice to to see them do that. So the White Sox scheduled all this stuff. They had a teleconference today with Dallas Keuchel and Rick Hahn and Scott Boris. The Scott Boris thing I think is really important. Look, Scott likes to hear himself talk. There's no doubt about that, and I've talked with reporters that have covered the the winter meetings and the GM meetings, and he's all over the place and he's available for anyone to talk to him. It's important that the White Sox had him as part of this because it helps to diffuse the idea that the White Sox won't deal with Scott Boris players. And they, they, he is persona non grata with them as an organization. I think those are old tropes with the White Sox as an organization and I'm happy that they took the steps to go eh, not true we we work with Scott and we enjoy working with Scott and he's got the best player so why wouldn't we want to work with the agent 
who is in the ear of the best players as we're looking to add good players to the team. So I think that was important. But it, it's one of those things where the scheduling of it, like it'll get lost because most of Chicago right now is in their feelings for good reason about the way the 2019 Bears season ended and everything that went on inside that season. So having a space like the podcast to be able to talk about some of this stuff, I think it was really important. And I'm glad that that I have the this platform because it gives me the chance to kind of go in and do some stuff that I wouldn't, I didn't have time for today. Like we were going to get to it, but I didn't have time for it on the show today. And now I got a little bit of time with the podcast so I can talk about it. So let me get to some of this sound. And it was a teleconference, so it's going to kind of sound like a little bit like they're in the submarine. But here is Rick Hahn talking about why they thought getting Keiko was important to where they are developmentally. He's a real important step. Again, and then I want to make one thing abundantly clear, and I apologize if I'm being redundant about it. This isn't ever going to come down to one guy. It's never going to be because this specific player was the one who we brought in or developed in a certain fashion, and he was the one to carry all the water. Now, maybe I'll be wrong, and maybe it will come down to one superlative performance over the course of a season and, and throughout a magical October. But the way we're trying to set this thing up is so that there's multiple players who are capable of making an impact not only throughout the season but into October. We certainly view Dallas as one of those guys and as well as the impact he's going to have on others to make them into one of those guys. But in the end, it's not ever going to, in my opinion, and the way we're projecting this thing out, it's never going to come down to one specific guy. It's going to come down to the, the team pulling together, and, and we feel like Dallas is a important piece of making that happen. I agree with Rick on that. That it, No one is, I think, even asking for the White Sox to go out and, and find a magical player that's just going to make things better by their presence. But you needed to – the way that their their rotation looked, it didn't look like a team that was getting ready to try and compete. And now with Keiko, and I know that he's not perfect, with Keiko you're adding some someone who can legitimately come in and give you innings. Someone who you can trust is going to be a professional, going to make their starts, is going to be someone that you can depend on just for the what you're looking for as far as representative pitching. Other Loho Daily podcast about the White Sox. If you just look at what the White Sox were last year and then – Look at what their starting pitching was. Outside of Giolito, it was a vast wasteland. And had the White Sox had representative pitching, I, I'm here to tell you that they would have been at least competitive into the second half of the season. And last year, you got a, a pretty good version of Dallas Keuchel. He made starts. He won games. Is he someone that that is going to set the world on fire? No, but he's decent. And that's all that you were hoping for is to get a guy and now he'll have a full spring training. So you'll probably be able to push him beyond what the 113 innings that he had last year for the Braves. 
I don't know if he'll ever get back to those you know years in the in in Houston where he's going you know two hundred and thirty innings or whatever it is. But all you need is someone's going to give you a buck eighty, and I, I think they accomplished that today. So I'm I'm happy. It's a three year deal. It's worth fifty five million dollars. So in the grand scheme of 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 what type of money is being spent, it's not a lot of money. There's a team option in 2023. So far, so good with this. That that's that's what I was was hoping to see is that they were going to continue to push and try to add to some of the pieces that they already have. So that's good. Let me get back to Rick for a second because obviously they were talking about Dallas Keiko, but now you start to look at the the offseason as a whole where you have Grandall and you have Keuchel and you have Encarnacion being added to you even even if you want to talk about Gonzalez and Mazzaro that like that all of those things are you have to build your roster so Rick talked about expectations and timelines and what he thinks this means for White Sox fans now that they've they've made some of these moves to improve the team thrilled with the fact that uh, we were able to convert on Yasmani Grandal early in the offseason and make our intentions clear uh, about uh, what he brought and what he added and why he was a target and I'm proud of the fact that uh, you know we were able to add to the rotation and then adding a premium piece like Dallas Keuchel despite the fact that I think the the expectations were probably that we weren't going to, um, given the way the early part of the offseason unfolded. And by, by that, I mean the, the, the public expectations. Um, you know, I think that an important thing, and this goes back to when we started this rebuild, you know, a little over three years ago, an important thing for us was to be as transparent as we possibly could be with, with White Sox fans in terms of what we wanted to accomplish and, and the justification behind our moves. Um, I feel like... We've said a lot of things, and as we've talked about earlier in this offseason, it's been important for us to convert on those things. Fans understand the plan. They understand why we're targeting certain uh, positions of need. But the important part is for us to deliver. And I feel like over the course of this offseason so far, we've, we've been able to deliver on the, the promises we've made to the White Sox Nation. Here's how I see that promise play out. The promise is not to win a World Series. The promise is that we burned it to the ground, and then what we did was start to build it back up from scratch with our own guys. We made trades, all of that stuff, to try and restart the White Sox as a franchise. And I think that they've accomplished that to a great deal. And now you were looking at a fan base that's like, okay, like we see that, you were right about Moncada. You were seemingly right about Tim Anderson. And Aloy, even though he doesn't hit for average yet, he hits for power. And while he's not the best fielder, he hits for power. So there are some pieces now that are relatively inexpensive comparatively for what they produce. Yoan Moncada was a deserving MVP vote getter should have gotten more votes. In my opinion, he was a five war player last year. That's impressive. 
So the promise is that now that we see what our young guys can do, let's augment them with some proven guys. And I think that they did that with Grandal and with Keiko for sure, and even with Gio Gonzalez, who I think in the role that they're going to ask him to pitch is perfectly suited. If you were talking about a rotation where Gio Gonzalez is underneath Giolito as your number two starter, and I don't mean like that might actually happen, you know, depending on the matchup for the opening week, but I mean as far as what you're expecting, that would have been unfair. This is completely fair. And Rakan said that the team still isn't quite done, even though they're happy with where they're at right now. I think it's too early to make any proclamations like that. Let's let's finish the off season. Let's get ourselves uh, to spring training. Get everybody healthy come opening day, and then assess where we are where we are uh, against not only our own expectations, but what else is in our division. Uh, we were clear at the start of this offseason or at the end of last season that we felt this was going to be an important year to, to turn the page um, and move to that next step in the process. Ultimately, obviously, the final step is us winning championships. Uh, how quickly we get there or how long this sort of middle stage, this transition from, from uh, intriguing nucleus and, and impactful core to championship club, how long that takes place, we're just going to have to to wait and discover together. We've seen we've seen a lot of clubs in the last few years uh, sort of mildly beat expectations in terms of their timeline. Teams sort of jump up a year prior to when you expect, and ultimately that comes down not just to the the moves a front office makes in the off season, but it comes down to how quickly that young core uh, is able to coalesce and fulfill their promise. And that that's a that second part's a little tough to to predict. So. Again, we're going to do everything in our power to put ourselves in the best position through these additions. Uh, we're thrilled with what we've done to date uh, and how quickly it comes together into a, realizing our championship goal is going to you know, depend on how quickly the evolution of that young cork uh, comes together in the end. And that's the next thing. Now that these guys have had some success, Giolito, Anderson, Moncada, Jimenez, now that they've had some success, how do they build upon that? And then what is it like when Kopech is back and hopefully when Rodon is back later on in the season? Are are those players going to give you an opportunity to, to maybe catch lightning in a bottle and you're going to be able to compete? They've got to catch up on a lot of wins. The White Sox have got to make up a lot of ground on Minnesota and on Cleveland. Cleveland has helped in that regard, and I imagine they might still do that considering how they they feel about their best player and maybe treating their, their best player. But this has been, on paper, a successful offseason. The White Sox have done just about everything that they needed to do, and I'm excited to see if Rick has got more up his sleeve because – It's been a long time since White Sox fans have been filled with hope that wasn't just tied to prospects. I think that's the world that they've been living in for the last three years. And I think now White Sox fans can look at their team and go, okay, we're in a position to compete. I can't tell you here on December 30th if they are, but I feel a hell of a lot more comfortable now than I even did last year at the All-Star break 
when the White Sox were two games under 500. And it been to 500 before that. Because now there, there's some major league muscle behind what they already have established as growing major league players. So good for them. And I'm glad that we got to talk about it today. I appreciate you listening. And if there's more White Sox news, there'll be more White Sox podcast. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.